On this episode of The Better Show, we explore the benefits and challenges of creating an exercise habit. It is a show for people who want to get better by people who love getting better, and that's that's us. When you start thinking about all the different ways that we can improve and we can get better and we can help the people around us get better, it's such a wide world. It covers almost every aspect of human experience and daily life. I'm pretty excited about building a community of like-minded people. Hello, everybody, and welcome to The Better Show. I'm Ian Mikatel. I'm Darren Austin. And I'm Mark Rogers. And on this episode, all three of us are back. March and Darren have traveled the world. Cue the applause. Yes. (laughs) He's back. He's uh, back. (laughs) He's back. But we're here this week, guys, because we want to talk about something that we have not mastered ourselves, um, but we're all trying to tackle in different ways, and I'm sure our listeners are too, which is creating a better exercise habit. Something that is just difficult to do over the long term, over the long kind of horizon of your life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And daunting to think about, right? Daunting. Yeah. Like, you think about, oh, I got to do That's not my New Year's resolution for next year, you know? Right. Right. And actually, I wanted to kick it over to March to start. You could do the Why It Matters stuff too. But March, you actually said something in our in our chat behind the scenes where you said, this is something you've been thinking a lot about lately. Yeah. Yeah. And... um. So it's interesting. So I have been uh, trying to build an exercise habit for, gosh, 20 years now. Um, and the fact that I don't feel like I have, even though, even if you were to look at it and say, yeah, he's exercised a lot in the last 20 years, it's it has always felt like I have been sort of uh, struggling to sort of piece it together. And either that I'm like laying down the fitness habit track one foot in front of the train. Uh, like I, you know, it's, it's only by the skin of my teeth that I'm continuing to exercise or, or, mm-hmm. or that I lapse out. Like I'll, I'll, I'll have, you know, three to six months and then I'll lapse. And then it's not until I start feeling, and we'll talk about, you know, some of the, some of these uh, benefits of exercise, the lack of those benefits to my mental and physical health that that sort of like dragged me back off the couch so yeah, so this is, I mean, it's definitely a topic where I, I feel like I have i have a lot of knowledge, but the application of that knowledge to success is not a straight path. Um, and so I'm interested in, in your stories here too. Yeah, I'm curious though, March, because I, I, I mentioned this in the, when we, before we started recording, but I look at both of you guys and think, oh, these guys have it kind of figured out. And I want to, if you don't mind, I want to like delve a little deeper into what you're saying. Are you saying that you do the exercise, but it, you do it grudgingly? Or are you saying, yeah, I do the exercise, but it's just not consistent enough, and I'm definitely not getting as much as I say or that I want to get? Or is it both? Um, that's a good question. I think it's a little bit of both. And I think we'll talk about this because you know a lot of these exercise things are, are more psychological than they are physical. And I think psychologically, mm, psychologically, I sort of feel like, like it's rare that... I won't have to use some technique or tip or trick to get myself exercising. You know what I mean? It doesn't feel like it's happening automatically mm-hmm. or naturally, right? I have to keep doing it. Mm. And it takes energy yeah. to plan and energy to sort of make myself do it. And I've talked before in previous episodes about like tricks that I've done to trick myself into working out. But I guess to me where I'm, and maybe this is unrealistic, but I've sort of been hoping at some point I'd get to a place where, yeah, it just... Of course, I work out. It's just natural. It's easy. 
It doesn't take any effort yeah. or thought to do it. And I have just been, I feel like every time I am thinking about working out, I feel like I am one wrong decision away from completely losing my exercise habit. Does that make sense? Yeah. Oh man, that totally resonates with me. Cause, and, and I'm the same way. Like I, I just, I, it is, it's a, it's something that I do uh, begrudgingly. Mm. It's like, oh God, I gotta go do this again. And I keep waiting and I'm envious, frankly, of the people that I see or that I think that I see that have this, oh yeah, I'm ready to get up and I'm ready to go for this run and it's mm-hmm. going to be all great. And I don't know if that's me responding to like, um, not that I'm a big social media guy, but this idea that people sort of project their their best selves right. to the world. I right. don't know if that's me reacting to that. And I'm thinking, golly, man, I suck. Everybody else seems to be so motivated. And here I am really just not wanting to do this right now. Um, but I totally relate to that. That's exactly how I feel. Yeah. How about you, Ian? Dude? How does that sound to you? I, d- I was going to say, I definitely fall into the the other half that Darren was saying. I don't, it's not begrudgingly. I, I like working out. I like being healthy and fit. Like I, I, I'm motivated to do it. Um, He's projecting his perfect self right now. That's what <laughs> No, I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> I have other issues. I have other issues. So my issues are uh, consistency and, and burnout. So... Um, because mm. I can get out of bed at any day and do something, I when I start di- when I make a decision to do a thing, and we've talked about this in other episodes that have floated around this topic, and 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 we'll dive into it today because I have a new take on this that's pretty fresh that I'm going to try out. Mm. Um, I think of it as you know we've talked, for example, about uh, setting a goal is a, a fantastic way to get motivated, right? Mm-hmm. If you need mm-hmm. that motivation, and here's the deal though: if you don't need that motivation and you set the goal then you're basically, you're, you're, you're double motivating, right? Mm. And so when I set a goal and I'm already a motivated person, what happens is I get obsessed with that goal and I go so hard for that goal that if I achieve it, if I decide to run the 5K and then I run it, whatever the thing is, then mm. once I've finished it, it's like, okay, that is done, move on, next thing. But yeah. the problem is with that is that you just destroyed consistency, because what you said was, I'm going to train super hard for X amount of time. And then when that time is done and that goal is completed, I'm going to try to create a new habit and do something and different. And it's going to be bigger. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, and that's so, true about you, dude. You're like you're like Ian, 110% Mike Tell, right? Right, right. Mm. But it's not good for consistency. Like, it's, it's, a, it's not all gravy here. And so one of the things I've been thinking about, and, and this is my best analogy for this, is uh, I was trying to think, you know, what what role models do I have in this space? And one of the most depressing things, it's the, it's the lack of a role model. Is you ever seen like your favorite athlete all time, whoever it is, take, a, take one of your favorite athletes, take like a, I'm trying to think like a Shaquille O'Neal or somebody like, and mm. the thing is you ever look at them when they actually stop playing their sport? None, hardly any of them <laughs> stay get a little in big. shape, right? No. And these are people that have every, resource available to them. They have all the best trainers. They have all the money in the world. They are world-class athletes. Their bodies are amazing, right? Well, they've they done this for decades. Depending That's on the my athlete, point, right? That is exactly my point is, is they did that for decades and they went so hard mm. that then like you would think those people of all people would have been the ones creating the habit. It turns out even they burn out and want to break and so anyway, I'll get into it in my tips and tricks and hacks and my personal experiences, but I have a, a completely different way I'm going to try to think about this moving forward because I want to mm. shift from, 
from goal specific, you know, go super hard to a sustainable habit for a lifetime. And that's just so different. I like that. There's something that you said that made me think, you know, because you said you, you don't have any role models. And I was like, man, that's a really good point. Because like, if you think about any of the role models you have out there for anything, the role models are like, go for it, push yourself, everything. You don't have, like, name me a role model that is encouraging you for moderation. Like, right. all right, everybody, let's go. Model. We're going to go not quite so hard, <laughs> but just hard enough. Yeah. Keep it up. But yeah. then maybe back it off. Like there's no, there's no like motivational speaker that's going to give you the moderation message. (laughs) Yes. It's kind of true. Congratulations, Ian. Take a break. (laughs) March, uh, in case people aren't convinced, why does this matter? Why, why should we create exercise habits? Mm, Indeed. Okay. So we have a few of these available to us as tools, which are essentially magic pills for making every aspect of your life better. Uh, we've talked about sleep. That's one of them. Uh, another one is like good nutrition. And uh, an exercise mm-hmm. is a third one of those. It's, you know, just study after study after study shows that engaging in frequent exercises improves your cognitive abilities. It strengthens your memory retention and concentration. It improves your sleep your quality. Mm-hmm. It, yeah, it relieves symptoms of anxiety and depression, often at a rate as effective or more effective than most medications that are prescribed for anxiety and depression. Uh, uh, you know, it can reduce feelings of fatigue, which is maybe a little counterintuitive that working out makes you feel less tired. Exercise appears to be the most effective treatment for chronic fatigue syndrome yet found, for example. Um, which is counterintuitive. It is. I mean, yeah, not really, yeah. but it, uh, if you're feeling fatigued, it doesn't seem very When, when you're on the logical. couch and you're feeling tower, tired, that doesn't seem like the most logical sort of, oh, you know what I should do to feel less tired? Right. I should go wear myself out. It just doesn't feel right. I, know. Um, I, should, I, I should stretch for that bag of Doritos. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, um, and then, and then of course for disease prevention, right? So both, uh, it improves your insulin sensitivity, your cardiovascular fitness and your body composition. So it decreases the risk of all those metabolic diseases like diabetes. Uh, it also strengthens and builds strong muscles and bones. So it's like really protective against osteoporosis. Uh, and interestingly, this Mm -hmm. was a new one to me. I knew all of those things before when I was doing research, but, um, exercise reduces pain. And so several studies um, show that exercise can help control pain that's associated with various health conditions, including chronic uh, lower back pain, which made me think of you, Ian, uh, and fibromyalgia, chronic soft tissue, shoulder disorder, to name a few. So um, physical activity can reduce pain. It also can raise your overall pain tolerance and decrease your perception of pain, which I think is really powerful. Those must be like, is, is that a result of like the endorphins that you get through like a, like a runner's high where it's a difficult run and all of a sudden you get this flood of endorphins and all of a sudden you're thinking, oh, I can continue yeah. to go. I suspect that there's a bunch of different things at play and some of them is about like the short term sort of acute reduction in pain perception that comes from working out mm-hmm. hard, like you were saying. I think mm-hmm. some of it also is a psychological, right, which is to, and this one is really powerful to me. We'll talk about this. Uh, oh. One of the tips is being able to reframe how you perceive discomfort so that you're going, oh, this is not painful. This is intense, right? This is not scary. This is powerful. You know, that reminds me, March, of of when we talk about uh, fasting, the same thing. Remember that? How you get over the feeling of hunger is scary to most people. But after you realize how long you can go being hungry and you're totally fine, you learn that that's okay. Totally. It it also Mm. reminds me of like the number one tactic for people who are afraid of public speaking is rather mm. than because you're going to get that pump you're going to get the adrenaline before you go on stage your heart rate's going to go up 
And you could either interpret that as fear, like your body, you're about to be in danger, or you could go, oh, that's my body getting me ready so I can be most focused, so I can be most energetic, so I can deliver the, my message uh, most effectively. Mm. And that, that's actually, for people who are chronically afraid of public speaking, which is very common, that's one of the approaches that, that coaches use is to reframe same bodily sensations. The bodily sensations aren't changing. You're reframing mm. what they mean. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it reminds me of like when I go on a long, a long bike ride, if I'm going in a new, uh, like, let's say I, I, I bike with a buddy and he's always like, Oh, let's go this new route. And I don't know the route. Mm. And part of the route may be like a grind up a big hill. The first time I do that route, it is a lot harder than the second time. And it's not so much that I'm in any better shape the second time. It's just that I sort of know what to expect. Right. I'm like, oh, yeah, we're getting ready to go grind up this big hill. I know it. But then there's this downhill thing. And, and the whole thing is the perspective you put on it that makes it easier to tolerate. Yeah. Last little thing is, so um, Dr. Mark Anschel, who's um, an applied health psychologist at the Middle Tennessee State University, has done a lot of research into um, maintenance of exercise programs. And his mm. research would say that about 60 to 70% of all people who start an exercise program will abandon it within nine months, which is totally kind of vibes with my own experience of exercise, right? Like that it's just mm -hmm. the, it's, it seems like an almost impossible thing to ask somebody. And we'll talk a lot about why this is not how you should frame it. But the, the thing of like, hey, you should do this thing three times a week for the rest of your life. It's, it's yeah. such a like overwhelming and daunting thing if that isn't something that you want to do. Like if someone right. says, yeah. hey, you should, you should eat three times a week for the rest of your life, I'm like, yes, sir. I'm, I'm going <laughs> to eat that. I'm going to do more oh, than that. Let me that. set I'm my gonna, alarm right now. I'm going to overachieve. <laughs> uh, but, but, um, but on the exercise one, you know, it's, it's a little harder. So, okay, so that's all the reasons that it matters. It is a magic pill for mental and physical well-being. It protects you against disease and it makes you a happier person. Yeah. So one thing I wanted to call out, and uh, we talked about this on a, a few episodes ago, I, I mentioned it briefly, is that there is something I just want to kind of give as a disclaimer out there, which is before you focus on your exercise, you should nail down your sleep and your diet really first. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. And so like if you are rarely sleeping eight hours a night, um, and if you are eating uh, fast food, let's say more than three times a week, um, I would focus yeah. on those things before you figure out how to create an exercise habit because uh, you're just going to basically defeat the gains that you're getting from exercise with those two others. And, and yeah. it's going to be very frustrating. So it's like your body has out. to be ready to be receiving of the exercise. Whereas if you're sleep deprived or if they're, if you've got a lot of inflammation because of a lot of junk food or whatever, the exercise is just not going to have the impact. That's pretty much what we're saying. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. it was this, this little chain thing of four things in order that you should optimize, like uh, figure out your sleep first. Nothing else matters after that. Right. Like it, unless you're getting good sleep, then move on to your diet then figure out exercise, and then you can do, like, stress management, um, you know, meditation, mm -hmm. sauna, like, those types of things, right? But don't do any yeah. of that stuff if you're not sleeping well, eating well, exercise. Like, so just a quick call out there yeah, because I, uh, it's I wanna, easy to hyper-focus on something. I want to throw a quick twist on that, which is, in general, I, I would agree with you in terms of, like, triaging the important things. Um, I will say that uh, if you have tried getting your sleep in order and you have tried getting your nutrition in order and 
and you're struggling with that, exercise might be a useful tool to help with those things because of oh, that's um, a good it's, point. its positive effect on your mood. And a lot of times if people are eating badly because of stress or anxiety, reducing your stress and anxiety may, may help unblock you. So while in general, I would say all things being equal, start with sleep, then nutrition, then fitness. Um, however, exercise, even, even just like a very small amount of exercise could help you unblock the other things if, uh, if you are struggling to fix those, but in general, yeah. yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Good point. Okay. Let's dive in personal experiences. We talked about it briefly a little bit at the top of the show, but March, you said, you know, you didn't really start exercising seriously until you're in your twenties. Yeah, that's right. Um, I I was, uh, I was the anti-jock, um, as a mm, kid, mm. I, I was, I was a nerd. And uh, and proud of it in hindsight, but I was not an athletic <laughs> child, um, and I never like I spent my childhood uh, valuing my mind far more than my body, and I don't think I really had a, a a positive relationship with my body at all until I was in my twenties. Like, there's a joke amongst uh, university professors that the, they think their bodies are to carry their heads to meetings. <laughs> and We've i, I had meetings Ooh, i had an equivalent be a of better that, place to go right i had an equivalent <laughs> of that feeling right that the, i was sort of like had this alienation from my own body and I, it wasn't until i started running in my 20s that i really was like oh this is like a capability and it, um there's this idea which is it now this this phrase is new to me but it perfectly encapsulated what sort of turned on the light bulb for me about exercise which is um uh, exercise that you enjoy is a way of to physically express yourself. It is part of your identity. Oh, wow. It's part of like how you uh, uh, are in the world. And the, in theory, the more capable you are physically, the more you are able to express your true deep self. And so that's wow, something I like that, that I I've never even I thought not, about it that way. Yeah. And, and those words are new to me. I, I only came across them recently, but this, I, I was like, yes, that's mm. what I discovered. I discovered not that, it's about being in a team or it's being cool or it's winning the trophy. That's none of that ever resonated for me. What resonated for me was mm. this is a way to express myself more. And when I'm not exercising, the the athlete in me is still a part of my personality and a part of my identity. And I really liked that. Mm. Um, I really like that reframing that that changes a lot of the way I think about it. Yeah. And, and like I said, I, I've struggled for years with the pattern of of um, of exercise. And it's pretty common mm-hmm. that I'll, I'll like I'll say, OK, cool, I'm going to do it. And I'll put together a plan and I'll be able to stick with that routine for like three to six months. And then mm. it's sometimes sometimes I can put my finger on like why I stopped or sometimes it just sort of like petered out. But um, yeah, sometimes, well, life kind of gets in the way. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean, like, it's like you get this routine of life. For quite a few years for me, it was a spring to autumn thing was that in the late spring, I would, uh, you know, I'd get this urge to want to move to be outside. And then I would, Mm -hmm. um, I would work out and work out and I'd be at my fittest in like mid September, like just peak fitness because I'd been working out consistently Mm -hmm. for six months. And then, I don't know, there'd just be a particularly cold, wet day. And I and I wouldn't even notice it happening, but all of a sudden I'll be like, "Oh, it's been like a couple of weeks since I worked out." And then all of a sudden I'm like a hibernating bear for the winter. And mm-hmm. then and there's a thing, by the way, this is the thing I used to really judge myself against, and I I've let go of it only in the last couple of years. What would happen then is when I would get that feeling again in the spring and I wanted to work out, I'd have lost so much of my fitness 
from from the yeah, previous you're starting October back from zero. And I'd be it's like, depressing. Man, I, yeah, it was depressing, and it would make me feel like I was wasting my time, like I wasn't making progress. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that was part of the like that's that's a that's to your point, Ian, about like goals being ending up being unhelpful rather than helpful sometimes was like the point of exercising is to be happy and healthy and fit and to be able to express yourself physically and do what you want in the world. The fact that you mm. sort of gain and lose the same level of fitness over and over again is kind of beside the point, right? Like like if you would think if yeah. you were to draw a graph of my fitness where the, there's a red line at the on, you know at the lower third of the graph which is if you're less fit than this it's starting to really physically endanger you you know what i mean mm-hmm. um mm. like you walk upstairs and you're out of breath that kind of level of like that's you're on a you're on a path to becoming having a disease of some kind and if at the other end was this like you can run up uh you know uh, mount everest then i was i would never dropped below that red line and I've been very fortunate. I don't think I've ever had a level of physical inactivity that would lead to disease ever in my life, thankfully, uh, so far. Mm-hmm. Um, but but I would, with above that red line, I would like have this like sawtooth sort of diagram of my level of fitness. Um, and mm-hmm. I used to feel bad about that. And, and, uh, and that really sort of bothered me for a long time. So the last few years, and this is kind of the last thing, because I'll tell you, like in doing this episode, um, I think I have figured out one part of my fitness and completely I'm stumped by another part, which is for the past few years, I found that committing to a goal, whether it's like, and it's for me, it's nearly always been like a big mountain climb or a distance running Mm -hmm. race, like a half marathon, 15K, 10K, something like that. Um, And I would just literally book it. And ideally, I would book it to do with uh, at least one other person. And that Mm -hmm. would be the thing that would just keep me on track. I'm like, that's what I'm training for. It's the answer to every question. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, social pressure and also just having a goal of like being fixated on something. Uh, but yeah. I have always struggled to have a, a con- like a reliable resistance training habit, like weightlifting or anything like that. Um, and I mm. injured my shoulder last December. So I have done essentially nothing in almost a year and I'm trying to get back to it now. And I'm like, man, it's, it's so easy for me now at this stage to go out for a run. And it's so hard for me to even motivate myself to do like 10 pushups. And I, I can't, Oof, I, oh, I yeah. haven't, I haven't unlocked the combination of like, how do I, how do I bring that back? Well, in? I, I could relate to a lot of what you said in terms of like w- the way I looked at physical exercise in my youth. I, I've never really gotten into a solid exercise routine either. And, mm. and, and mostly for me, it's because I just get bored exercising in a place like a gym that's dedicated to exercise. Like to me, it's like my mind has to be engaged in right. the, in what I'm doing in order for me to get interested in it. So, um, so like I never understood the point of a stationary bike or a treadmill for, for this reason. It's like, I was like, Hey, if I'm going to cycle, if I'm going to run, I'm going to at least get outside and experience the world. I'm going to get mm-hmm. the fresh air. I'm going to go, I'm going to take this random left or right turn that I don't normally take. I'm going to go see what's down at the end of this dead end. Like that was my mentality. And so, you know, I, to me, exercise has to be new and novel to sort of keep my mind from getting bored. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, that's it. So anyway, the, the root of it is, is that I've never been, I've never been somebody that looks forward to going to the gym. I always dread it just for that reason. Um, right. but you know, on the flip side, it's like, Hey, 
getting older. It's important for me to get to exercise for all the reasons we just talked about. So I've got to find ways to trick myself into getting the exercise with combining with other things. So my, you know, about 10 or 15 years ago, I decided, okay, I got to find the things that I like doing and then make sure that I continue to search for things that I like doing that include me moving and getting some exercise. So I took up cycling. I like golf. I try to walk my golf rounds unless I'm dealing with some kind of injury, which this year has been a challenging one because I've been having some issues. So I haven't been able to walk all my rounds. Um, and then I got into yoga mostly for the sleep thing because I mm. wanted to de-stress. And that that was really nice because I've always been a bit of a meditative person. And yoga really combines exercise with meditation. So my routine now, not really a routine, but because I, I don't do it regularly like on the clock, but like my exercise routine, if you will, recipe is, um, yoga, cycling, and golf. And I, I try, I set, I'm, I'm a little different than you March that you set longer term goals. Like I'm going to go run this half marathon to me, long-term goals don't work for the same mm -hmm. reason that I, it's hard for me to keep my attention on something quite that long. Right. So I break it up into short-term goals. My short-term goals are things weekly. It's like, okay, I want to, I literally write it down in my, my productivity planner every, every week yoga twice a week, cycling once a week, like oh, right. once okay. this week. And so I, the rhythm and I of you know, if exactly. So if it's Wednesday and I haven't been to a yoga class or if I haven't been cycling, I'm thinking to myself, okay, I got to carve time out tonight. Um, but that, that's a little bit of my experience and how I'm doing it, but I'm not doing enough. I mean, I'm definitely not doing enough. Mm. Ian, okay. you've got a different whole set of experiences yourself because March and I kind of have some similarities, but you come at it a little differently. What's your, what's your experience? Yeah, I guess I was thinking and reflecting that I did a lot of organized sports in school. And so I exercised most regularly when I was doing that stuff. Mm. And that was mostly in high school. In, in, in college, it became a little less so and a little less organized. And then when I got out of the work world, even more less so. And mm. it's funny because it, if you grew up as a sports kid, uh, I think I, I've talked to lots of people that have gone through this transition. What's funny is you you grow up doing sports and being quote unquote athletic, and mm. then you graduate and you're on your own and you realize, oh, I didn't learn the habit of exercise. I learned how to show up for a group activity and be oh, right. athletic. And you need and to having attended your wedding and seen the slideshow of the pictures as you as a kid, <laughs> you were the most unbelievable sports guy ever, man. <laughs> I've never seen so many sports uniforms on a single person. I am in <laughs> awe, my friend. In I love awe. my sports. I still yeah, do. I did. still do. But now I'm trying to focus on on a couple because you realize as you get older, it's harder to to yeah, work out and train. You're for crushing it out there on the links, I'll tell you that. I'm, I'm envious yeah, I'm of trying. your scores. But but what's funny is like I got out uh, after col in college specifically and and then especially afterwards and you realize oh gosh I got to learn how to do this myself mm. and um, that's a very different problem than yeah. you grew up being athletic and, and millions of ki of children are in this boat uh, and yeah. and going through this journey so it's I'm not alone and it's it's just an interesting thing if you're a parent listening to this to think about uh, if you're uh, you know a, a a college kid listening, or if you're an adult, like whatever your journey is, whatever you are at, uh, it's interesting to think about that. Um, and, and on the flip side, like my wife, for example, she didn't grow up doing a lot of that, a lot of organized mm -hmm. sports and stuff. And so 
then when we got married and, you know, we've had lots of chats and how important athletics and, and exercise are to me, it's coming at it from a completely different perspective for her. And she values yeah. it. She understands, you know, if, if March were to go through the why it matters section, she would go, I know, I know all that, but mm-hmm. it's coming from a place of, I didn't grow up with that habit. And mm-hmm. so for me as an adult, I'm constantly coming at it from a place of, I miss that, right? I, I, mm. I'm used to that and I'm trying to fill that gap. For other people, they may have not ever had that. And so they're they're hearing people tell them they need to do a thing and they know it is good for them, but they need to build a brand new habit. So right. I just, I'm giving those different perspectives because I think when you're listening to this episode, you're probably coming at it from one of those two camps. You're either mm-hmm. like trying to fill a gap you never had or you like yearn for this thing you used to have. Um, right. And anyway, so for me, anyway, the the thing that I would say that is amazing to me when I look back, even just 10 years ago, uh, which was kind of when I graduated college and started working out on my own, it amazes me how little I really knew about exercise mm-hmm. and how to do it well. Mm-hmm. And and I think it's a it's a field like nutrition that we keep learning a ton about all yeah. the time. Um, and so it's easy to get into a thing, is what I'm calling it, quote unquote, into a thing, meaning it's really easy to over-index on one area. So you get super into cardio because you're training for a marathon or like a couple of years ago, I got really into strength training. I just wanted to see like, what could I actually do? You know, how heavy could I lift? Um, or other people, you know, they get really into yoga. I have some friends that are so into yoga and it's all about flexibility. It's like, look at how I can bend. It's crazy. This is mm-hmm. awesome. But what I feel like, and I don't know if you guys agree with me, but for most people listening to this, what we really need to figure out the magic secret sauce is like, how do you blend those different types of things into a habit and yeah. be kind of more mm-hmm. well-rounded about it? Um, so anyway, that's kind of what I, I haven't figured out yet. And that's my next kind of, uh, puzzle I'm trying to to solve for. I think we're all in the same area with that puzzle, like finding the way to put this whole thing together in something that feels consistent and cohesive and balanced. Yeah. Yeah. I think like, uh, because you, and you said this yourself, Ian, like a lot of our role models for this are professional athletes and professional athletics like sports or the olympics is like so far outside of normal life that it's actually kind of misleading to look at those people as role models um and instead what we want is this sort of functional fitness right which is uh Mm -hmm. i want the if someone says hey do you want to go out for a hike tomorrow i can just throw my shoes on and go for a hike and not be worried about it and be able to keep up and the day after that i my friend says you don't have to go to everest right 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 right. and and, but i want to be able to walk all day and it not be a thing and I know that yeah. I, I want to be able to like my friend calls me up and says, can you help me move this couch? And I want to be I want to be able to walk away from having helped move that couch with no injuries. Um, mm-hmm. I'd like to and, be able to uh, just walk away from having to move that couch. That, right, that, right. That's a big. <laughs> but these are, you know, the real, real world, real world fitness. And I think yeah, yeah. Um, that's the sort of thing that I want. Although the, the thing about it, we'll talk about this is uh, the distance between saying what you want and actually doing it is. uh that's that's a that's a big gulf. Uh, like I thought it is a big gulf. A, a few years ago, when I had my aha about functional fitness and like that's what I'm going to focus on. It's going to be about like doing these sorts of weightlifting things that are like compound exercises and are about balance and you know, moving things unstably. And mm-hmm. I was like, haha, cool! I've 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 unlocked the the code, and it, it, it didn't unlock it at all because knowledge is not You're the not- only thing you need, right? You're not still doing the the hit uh, 15 minute hit workout that we talked about several episodes ago. <laughs> so so that, that's actually that one that one in theory 
would be good. It's it turns out that it is just too unpleasant. And I have, it, I have, really I have is. it is. I have an unpleasantness threshold where I'm just like, no, uh-huh. it's just like the 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 abstract benefits of ten years from now, my heart health is going to be great, or the are the you know, mm-hmm. I talk about this couch thing as an it's example. Tough. But the number of times, like in the last month, that somebody's called me up to help move a couch is zero, zero times. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's those are very abstract things, right? You can, and thank, you can count your blessings for that. that. Yeah, yeah. So, so on the one hand, I keep thinking these, of that, that that Friends episode. Pivot, yeah. Pivot. There's all these abstract <laughs> benefits combined with like the reality of how unpleasant it is. Uh, that is really yeah, the struggle, right. right? That's the whole thing. Okay, let's let's well, talk wow. about how to solve. Let's this talk problem. about tips. Yeah, let's solve it. All right. So. The first one that I wanted to start with, guys, is that uh, we were calling this, you're not lazy, you're just starting from zero. Mm. So to say that people don't exercise because they're lazy is is pretty backwards. Um, mm-hmm. Most of the time, people are actually lazy because they're just out of shape and they don't exercise. Right. Right? Yeah. And, and we were kind of just talking about that. Um, even March's thing. Like, I was just thinking, March, your unpleasant level is set at a certain you haven't been doing that hit workout a lot right no no that's Um, right and and so if you did it you know for 15 days in a row and just said okay no matter how i feel i'm going to ignore that because i'm starting out and then you know 15 days later then i'll start paying attention to like is this too much do i need to tone it down right right Uh, yeah that could be a way to go 16 gets to be easier right yeah no totally and 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 some of that is just the i'm sure like i am so mentally and physically soft Right. I mean, relatively speaking, compared to like someone who has to, you know, dig a ditch for eight hours a day. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I have a desk job and I've always had a desk job, nearly always. And my hands are soft. And I'm sure that that means that my ability to tolerate discomfort is uh, way lower than it could be. OK, so this is a good segue into tip number two, which I'm going to sort of paraphrase by saying, don't beat yourself up about your current level of fitness. Mm. Right. So everybody starts at where they start at. And if you compare yourself to where you think you should be in a year from now, or you compare yourself to these people on Instagram or whatever, and you you know, the easiest way to fail is pushing yourself too hard, too fast. So accept that you are starting from where you're at and you're going to make incremental changes. Right. And this Mm. is all about, you know, this is one of my personal, you know, uh, mottos, credos, whatever you want to call it is like, baby steps, right? Like right. it's just one foot in front of the other, a little baby step, commit to making a small step, but just know, Hey, I'm starting where I'm starting and I'm just going to get a little bit better. And we'll just build on that, man. That whole self-forgiveness thing is, is such an art, uh, yeah, and keep on not, loving yourself, man. not one I'm very good at. So you're totally right. That is, that is a really powerful tip. Um, mm-hmm. another one is, and this, this one is something that I'm spending a lot of time and energy on right now is focusing on my own progress. So hmm. I, mm-hmm. I fall into the trap all the time of comparing myself to other people, especially when it comes to like fitness. And I right. got to say, comparing yourself to your fittest friend or even worse, like those Instagram fitness influencers or right. professional athletes, like is both really discouraging, but it's also completely irrelevant to your fitness. Like it doesn't mm-hmm. like their fitness has nothing to do with your fitness. Um, and even yeah. I mean, I know that sounds really obvious, but it's a very it's that's a script that's been running in my head for a long time. Um, and instead yeah. I've, I've been trying to keep track of and, and celebrate my own personal records. Like, uh, what's the fastest I ever ran one K, uh, what's the maximum mm. number of pushups I can do. And I, I, some of this, by the way, is, 
this is a this is one of those consequences of me not ever doing formal sports in school which is there's things that if you were like if you were ever like a runner in school they would have just taught you well of course you have to keep track of your own prs your own personal records and uh this is how you run faster and this is how you mix up your training like i just never got any of that stuff so anyway yeah Mm -hmm. focus on your own progress other people are irrelevant unless they are cheerleading you that's the only reason why you should be paying attention to them that's really good so the fourth one is one that I kind of touched on before, which is sort of personal to me, uh, but it's it's true of a lot of people, is avoid boredom. Mm. So it is going to be really tough for you to keep an exercise habit, if you're trying to build that habit, if you're doing something that's just straight up boring for you, right? So um, mm. similar to kind of what I've had to do, uh, and I'm, I, I found this out on my own, but I'm glad to see that we've got tips from other outside sources, but explore what makes things interesting for you. Like what makes exercise interesting for you? Find something. If you, if you like team sports, join a team, uh, sporting league, you know, um, if you've, uh, interested in the running or you want to set long-term goals, like March said, sign up for an event, like a, like a half marathon or something do find ways to make it interesting to you. A lot of people who run will find their perfect playlist, right? Or, Mm -hmm. you know, the playlist that gets them, uh, and I've, I've met people that do this, right? They have songs that are timed for certain levels of their, uh, of their run. So mm-hmm. they yep. get that, that boost of that high beat energy at a certain point in their run. Uh, a lot of people love to listen to audiobooks or podcasts. So find that, uh, as, as a, th- something that is, that is, that is going to help you help hook you and get you motivated to do that. I have and, a funny um, story about that, Darren. So back yeah. in the day, this was around 2007, 2006, actually. So Apple had just launched the the iPod Nano. So it was the mm. little the mm, iPod that I looked like that. a little stick of gum. That was my and favorite they, one. It was. It, I mean, it's actually some. It went viral on Twitter like a couple weeks ago because somebody posted a picture and said this thing still looks amazing. Yeah, uh, I can't does. believe Apple doesn't make it anymore. It's so tiny mm-hmm. and. Anyway, mm-hmm. uh, they did a thing back in then where they launched a partnership with Nike and they co- made a thing called Nike Plus. Uh, yep. It turned into a very successful partnership with Apple over the years. But one of the things that they did, which is super smart, is they turned the little, while you're running with it, uh, so it would be a little chip you plug into the bottom of your iPod. It would track your runs and then you mm-hmm. put a chip in your shoe. And when you were running, they turned the little center dial on the iPod into something they called your power song. I think it was your boot power Yes, or I totally like that. remember that. Right? So this was, you pick your favorite song, right? What is the song that's going to be the most motivating to you? And you could do this with your playlist today, and, and you could do this lots of other ways. But the funny story I have is I picked a song. I didn't know I picked a song. I didn't know this feature existed. And one day I was running, and I was doing a long run, and I bumped into the middle button by accident, and it switched my <laughs> nice. playlist. And I, it started, and I, w- I was doing a long run, right? So I had this like kind of just chill music, right? To keep you going. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden it went into da 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 Oh, like, that was like I'm Pantera like, or something and, like that, right? The funniest part about it was I started sprinting I, without thinking. Right. Like, wow. It, it totally psychologically worked. And I was it's like, It's like a scene oh, from oh, Rocky. Yeah, all of a sudden exactly. Ian's running up the steps in Philadelphia. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and so, just a funny story about that. So uh, that was a way to avoid boredom. That that made my run real interesting that day. So. Oh, that's funny. It's you know I can imagine a funny scenario if you hit that button and it accidentally invoked your sleep mix, and all of a sudden, you're okay. like, oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm gonna veer off to the coffee shop over here. I have a friend who the the way that she runs, she's she's a treadmill in her in her garage, and she has a TV set up in front of it, and she 
she saves like the most cheese ball, you know, guilty pleasure TV programs. Telenovelas. Yeah, yeah. I I can't remember what her <laughs> shows were, but she, you know, basically TV that like uh, she will only let herself watch it when she's running on the treadmill. Right. Uh, and right. I, I think that sort of thing because you know you're bundling. That's sometimes called. Uh, uh, task bundling, right? You're going to bundle something together that's enjoyable with something that's less enjoyable. But you kind of set yeah. a rule for yourself and say, well, if I want to watch telenovelas, I have to be going at least, <laughs> you know, five miles an hour. <laughs> that's awesome. So, March, what is what is this one about? Reframe the suck. Oh yeah. So this is um, th- th- there's two things. One one of these things I've been re- learning this lesson for like twenty years. Um, but here's the fundamental thing: exercise by its nature is challenging to your body. It's not challenging to your body. It's not exercise. You're not actually that you're just like moving around or whatever. Like it has to put some sort of stress on you to have the positive benefits that we talked about. It's positive stress. Yeah. 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 That's right. You stress sometimes it's called. So rather than thinking of the sensations in your, in your body as bad or scary, you have to think of them as signals that your body is growing stronger. And Mm. to me, this is also, I used to. I was one of those people who chronically did anything to not pay attention to exercise while I was exercising. I used music or podcasts or audiobooks or whatever to distract myself from what was going on. Like I was trying to stay away from the unpleasantness. And really what, I, what I've learned is more powerful for me is I embrace it. Um, so I embrace the suck. And I pay attention mm. really closely to how my body is feeling. What are the little messages? Because I want to be able to distinguish between that's just a little unpleasant and that might actually be the beginning of an injury. And I need to be able to mm-hmm. pay attention. I also need to be able to pay attention to am I, is there enough stress, too much stress, uh, and particularly with running and stuff, where am I? And then the last thing about this that blew me away, and, and I remember distinctly discovering this when I was first learning how to run, is that um, the discomfort that you feel in your body from exercise, it tends to plateau. Like when it's getting higher and higher, your assumption right. is, oh, this is just going to keep going. Like on this, on this, you're kind of imagining this geometric curve in your head going, you know, if it sucks this much, this will never end. Minute, when this will it's never gonna, end. It's going to suck infinitely. End. Yeah, yeah. And what instead, what happens is it gets it gets a little uncomfortable, and then it just sort of stays at that level of discomfort. And being able to pay attention to that is amazing. Here's a, one little tiny fact that blew me away. Uh, they would measure the strength of people's uh, leg muscles, the ability to like do to press against weight um, before a 250 mile run across the Alps during a 250 mile run across the Alps and at the end of the 250 mile run across the Alps. And the total amount of weight that that person was that most people were able to to lift only decreased by 25 percent. And that 25% decrease happened after the first five miles. So talk about that as a plateau, right? So basically, it sucks, but it doesn't suck infinitely. It just sucks a certain amount. And it tends not to suck more and more and more. It tends like the the, the feeling Mm. of it not being very pleasant spikes really early in your exertion and then tends to stay steady. So that idea of like, yeah, this sucks right now, but I'm at like 75% of my muscle capacity and I'm going to stay there pretty much until I run out of time for my exercise. Is a really powerful hmm. idea for me to hold on to. Um, Ian, so nice. tell me, what is this thing about replacing willpower with willingness? That sounds really interesting. Yeah, this was, I like this one a lot. So, ra- so the idea is rather than forcing yourself to exercise, um, instead, 
Try something completely different. Find something you're willing to do, something that you would want to do despite it being challenging. Um, and you've told the old maxim, uh, choose a job you love, you will never have to work a day in your life. Same kind of concept, mm. right? And I think this is massively powerful. Um, this speaks to what Darren said in the top of the show, which is why would I get, for him, it was why would I get on a stationary bike when I could go outside, right? right and right. ride a real bike. Um, you know, for a lot of people, it is, you know, for me growing up, it was, uh, my dad was, was kind of a runner and he always wanted me to get into running. And I always looked at him and I said, I run during soccer and during basketball. Why mm. would I, why yeah. would I not do something competitive? Like, I didn't understand it. I, I'm like, I'm getting running in, in these things. Like, why would I just strip away the fun of the sport and just do the running part? <laughs> right. Um, and so, so whatever that is for you, find that out and then focus on that because, the one thing I would also say is that I feel like, um, in general, we have boxed ourselves into what we define as exercise, and we're really myopic about it. Like, mm -hmm. I think there's so many things mm. that can be quote unquote exercise and healthy to do, and most people wouldn't even bucket them in that way, right? Um, a classic yeah. one I think is on the fringe is like hiking, right? Mm -hmm. Hiking oh, is yeah. a social thing to a lot of people, but it's it's great exercise. It's it fantastic. totally is. Yeah, that's yeah, right. Yeah. Yep. Um, actually, uh, I came across an article the other day called 100 Ways to Disguise Exercise. And it's literally, Ooh. it's an alphabetical oh, list wow. with, a, with at least one activity for every letter of the alphabet, sometimes more of like really fun ways to, to exercise. And so we'll put a link we to that totally in the show notes. We will totally have to link to that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that sounds, I can't wait to read that. Cool. Yeah. All right, March, forget all or nothing was our next tip. What What is this one about? Yeah, this is for all you perfectionists out there and, and how that perfectionism is sabotaging you. If you expect yourself <laughs> to be perfect every day, you're just going to you're going to give up. Um, and this happens to me sometimes. Right. So what I would say is on days when you really, really don't want to work out or you don't have time or you're injured or you're sick or there's like whatever, there's there's a reason and it may be a good reason not to do it. Just do something small, even if it's just like 60 seconds, um, because it's more important to build a habit mm. than to like be perfect every time. And also don't, mm. don't expect to relate to that. Don't expect to be better every single time you exercise than you were the time before. Um, yeah. we're, we're, that's sort of, it sort of relates to sort of forgiving yourself or accepting yeah. yourself or being a little right. bit more kind to yourself. I like that. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. And so like, I just, I think there, I, I worry and I, I've had this experience myself. There's people who are like, they go to the gym and they, they had like an all time amazing, I don't know that maybe they could lift deadlift the most amount of weight they've ever deadlifted mm -hmm. before. And they go back the next week. And they and they don't hit it. They maybe they don't even get close. And they're like, "Well, mm -hmm. screw it." Like they just that that that's just so discouraging. And you just have to acknowledge that you're not going to be perfect. You're not going to be the same on every day. And uh, and it's really just about the habit more than about always like winning, if that makes sense. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. Yeah. So uh, I'll share one here. Find your secret sauce. And we've talked. We've touched on various aspects of this before. But like we said earlier, you know, everybody's recipe for a successful exercise habit is going to be different. So you got to find what's going to work for you. Find whatever combination, what days of the week, what time of the day, what combination of, of techniques or tools are going to work for you to keep you motivated and, and on track. I'm, I'm a big fan of, like I said, taking baby steps. You know, it's easy for me to commit to making a very small, almost unnoticeable change and then making mm -hmm. that one small change stick. And I, you know, I keep coming back to that, that famous quote about, uh, compounding interest is the most powerful force in the nature, you know, mm -hmm. uh, 
I try to build into that. So, you know, what that means is just figure out what is, what scenario is going to work for you, you know, and, and try to build something in and make it stick. Love yeah, it. totally. Okay. Ian, you are our gadget master. You are the technology hound. You like to try all those things. Mm-hmm. We, we can't have an episode of the better show where we don't Bionic say, Ian. how can technology help with this problem? So many ways. That's the short answer. Uh, it's unbelievable what tech it can do for you and is doing and will do in the future if you really think about it. Um, it's shocking. I mean, I gave the example from um, over 10 years ago, 2006, with the uh, Nike Plus, and I remember the day I got that and thinking, I mean, I wrote a little blog post at the time, and I was one of the first people to try it out, and it was just game-changing, like to track your runs so easily, to have mm-hmm. it all with your music to have uh, logs of all your data. Like it was so cool. Right. Um, and you think 10 plus years later, I mean, it's in another realm now. I mean, it's mm-hmm. easy to get an Apple watch on your wrist. It's easy to have, everybody has a phone in their pocket that can do infinite amounts of things. Uh, you can get things like heart rate trackers. Uh, if you want to get into more detail, uh, we've talked about the aura ring and we have mm-hmm. a whole episode on that. Um, mm-hmm. and that could be tracking your recovery, which is equally important. Uh, a whole thing we're probably not even going to touch on. Uh, that would be another episode. Yeah. Um, and, and so there's so many things to think about here. I think it can become a little bit overwhelming, frankly. And so one of the things that I would suggest is, uh, picking one thing to start. So pick one app that's going to help you achieve your goal. Mm-hmm. Um, just so you don't get overwhelmed and, and you have like 10 apps and you're flipping between things and you look like a insane person. Uh, <laughs> you don't want to do you that. Like, don't be that you guy. Look like, you don't want to look like Ian going from yeah. app to app to app to app. <laughs> that's, that's, that's definitely right. Although, uh, I think although, you have, you do it pretty well, my friend. You do it let pretty me, well. Let me experiment for, for the listeners and then exactly. I'll tell you which app. But uh, yeah. There you go. Um, so there's some great apps out there. Strava and Photocracy are two that we have mentioned before in other episodes. Uh, mm. and, and some of these are also good too because they have communities behind them, mm-hmm. right? So Nike, yeah. Nike's also did this for me back in the day. Um, and you'll actually find it pretty motivating, I think, to be in a community of like-minded people uh, trying to achieve the same goal or mm-hmm. who are struggling with the same thing. Um, you know, frankly, I, I did this recently for my golf. Uh, I joined a private golf community online, mm. and that's been super powerful because just to see the daily struggles that everybody's going through, the day you have that struggle, you don't feel alone, right? And yeah. the, the coaches mm-hmm. are in there. They're guiding you. Um, one other app that I'll just give a quick shout out for might be very kind of flexible for a lot of people, uh, is something called seconds. Have you guys heard of this app? No, seconds? no. So it's a, it's a very, very popular, um, kind of hit Tabata interval timer type of app. Okay. Uh, so it can do a bunch of cool stuff. Like it matches your music to your workout intensity automatically. Oh, cool. Uh, it can mm. speak your interval names. So if you're doing different types of intervals, it can speak them. So you don't need to know what to do at what time. Um, it's really nice app. Uh, go check it out. Uh, it's, it's pretty handy. Yeah, very cool. So, yeah, there's lots of tech to use. Go find what works best for you. Um, I know that's a generic answer, but we could probably do a future episode all on exercise tech, exercise which I would tech. totally sign up for. Yeah. Exercise so, tech. So let's when, talk about what we're going to report back on, guys. Oh, yeah. Let's talk about what's going to work for us. Ian, you want to kick us off? Yeah. So uh, my thing that I am actually going to test out is something we didn't, talk a lot about but i I mentioned at the top i said i had a new way of thinking about this right so i'm the guy that sets the goal and then i go super deep and hard i am actually going to try something different my new thing is Mm -hmm. i want to kind of act like a long distance runner who 
uh, builds a base and then layers on additional mileage on their legs. And that's, that's the way they talk about it typically. So wow. what I mean by that is I want to very easily and sneakily, I want to be stealthy here, guys. I want to add in uh, things that are um, very different from each other. So one of the things I'm going to do is I'm not going to say, I'm going to start going to the gym five times a week and lift weights. Mm. I want to mm. say my goal for the next six weeks is to go to the gym one time a week for weights. Uh, then I'm also going to layer in other types of things to keep the variety way up mm. and the balance mm-hmm. super on point. So kind of what I'm looking at right now is probably a, probably something like once a week do yoga, once a week uh, lift some weights, once a week uh, ride my bike for some cardio, um, and then once a week do something totally different. Like it might be, you know, I'll go out, play a, a round of golf, or I will um, go for a swim, which is something I rarely ever nice. do. Like it's super, super big on variety. And then over time, kind of to that point we talked about earlier where we said, don't beat yourself up. You're not lazy. You're just starting from zero. Um, mm-hmm. I want to then see if I can scale that up very gradually and very easily over time, just as my body naturally like is ready for more. Um, right, right. And so uh, that's my new idea that I'm going to try out. That's cool. I like it. That's I like cool. it. How about you, March? Well, so the first thing is, um, and I, I have a shout out to my friend Tiernan, who um, has been very kindly pestering me about this for a long time, which is uh, I'm going to go see a physiotherapist about my shoulder uh, because mm. that is genuinely blocking me from doing some upper body exercise and stuff. So I have, I have an appointment booked. I knew I was going to say this on the show. And so I booked my mm-hmm. appointment before we started recording. I'll be going next week. Nice work. Um, which, yeah. Uh, yeah, sorry. I'm not sure I get a lot of credit for making a phone call, but I, uh, I, I've i started that. Hey, I'll you got it, it on done, the man. Yeah. The other thing for <laughs> me right. is uh, like right now from a fitness point of view, if you like from the waist down, I'm super fit. Like one of the fittest times I've been in my life. I'm like two weeks away from a 15K mountain run. So I've been training mm. up for that. Wow. But from the waist up, I'm like wet noodles. It's just, it's a bad scene. <laughs> um, I, I, because I've been injured, I've been doing nothing. So it's like, not a good look. I can't even do like well, a single. Well, got a shoulder injury. Yeah, yeah. but I, I can't yeah. do a single pull up right now. Like it's, it's a bad scene for me. So you know how people say you've been skipping leg day. You've been skipping arm day. I've been skipping. <laughs> yeah. From the belly button upwards day. Um, so, uh, so one thing that I'm going to try and is basically kind of like, uh, can I pick an event that is a little bit more full body than just running? So, um, tough mutter. Have you guys heard of tough mutter? Do you know what that is? Oh, yeah. oh, These yeah. like crazy obstacle course races that like you have to climb over things and pick up stuff. So it's a full body thing. Um, that's come to Ireland and it's uh, relatively new here, but there's a big Tough Mudder event in July of next year. And that might be something that I might, I might train up for. The other things I'm thinking about are archery um, because I really love precision sports. Like, you know, like uh, anything where you have to hit a ball mm-hmm. with a stick or uh, or it requires precision hand eye coordination. Like I find that stuff just innately motivating and fun. Um, and so archery also re- requires all this strength, right, to be able to pull the bow. So I was thinking about trying that out. And then also CrossFit, which people have been talking about for a long time and has some of those community elements, again, as full body. But the thing there is not necessarily that I'm going to be like a Tough Mudder, crazy archery CrossFit person. I'm, I want to try all of them because... This is a combination of two of your tips, which is one, I have to got to find my own secret sauce. And I don't expect the first thing that I try is going to be the thing. So I don't want to like put all my hopes on one of those things. I'm going to just sample them. 
Um, and then, uh, and then the, the other tip about, um, you know, not avoiding boredom and making sure that I'm actually doing something that is more about willingness than willpower. Uh, so that's why all those things sound kind of interesting to me. Tough mutter, archery, CrossFit. So we'll, we'll throw something in there, but first I got to get this shoulder figured out. Okay. Ian. March, I got yeah. one, I got a bonus for you. Yeah. Yeah. So if you're, if you're thinking archery, yeah. I just did something recently for a birthday party and it was pretty darn fun. Have you heard about urban axe throwing? <laughs> no, no, I oh, haven't. Oh, did you go down to that? Did you go I down did. to that new pub that does the yeah. axe throwing? Oh, yeah. that's supposed to so, be so cool. So I did this for a birthday party. It's legit. Like I'm double double fisting throwing axes at a wall of wood. It was amazing. Nice. Uh, and I just found that there is Dublin urban axe throwing. Um, oh so my I put God. a link to that. But oh, boy, I boy, was that fun. So like, there for you that. could throw that's the axe. Amazing. <laughs> I love it. Oh, axes yeah, and pizza? It. That might defeat the pizza. I could drink beer and, <laughs> and throw axes at the same time. Mm. <laughs> Let me tell you, my my uh, my abs were sore the next day. Oh, it turns yeah. out you throw a lot with your core. Especially really? when you're doing so, that overhand. Oh, it's core. A, like a double hand like, overhead thing. Okay, cool. I'm definitely yep. going to try that. Yep. I'll report like back that. on on Axe Club. The first rule of Axe right, Club can, is you know what? talk about you know what? it on March your podcast. March is coming to the States soon, guys. We'll go do axe throwing together. <laughs> yes. Let's oh, we're axe totally throwing. doing that. We got to do right. a remote recording on that. <laughs> we'll record That'll it. be fun. All right. Okay, All Darren. right. So my thing, my thing, I, so uh, very topically, right now, after we d- get done with this episode, I'm going to go walk my dog because Maggie just came up and said, hi, dad, I got to go for a walk. So I'm going to go take <laughs> her for a walk. That's the most immediate that counts. thing. I got motivated, right? Um, there you go. The second longer term, um, I've noticed recently I really enjoy swimming. Mm. When I'm, I I just got back from vacation, I did a lot of swimming when I was doing that, and um, I just really enjoy how I feel after a good swim. And kind of like you, March, I don't get a lot of upper body workout. Mm-hmm. And mm. when I swim, I make a conscious effort, literally, to just swim like a breaststroke with just my arms. Right, so I end right. up getting a bit of an upper body workout. So what I'm going to do is I. The gym I go to for my regular yoga classes um, has a really nice saline pool, and yeah. so what I'm going to do is after my yoga class, I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to add a swim routine after that. So that'll get me a, a one two punch. I think that's fantastic. What well, What's awesome about swimming as well, if anyone who uh, is suffering from like joint problems and that's why they're not able to exercise, swimming is a really mm-hmm. great alternative because it's so low impact and it just you know you're supported in your body, but you still get to do all that exercise. Kristen's actually super yeah. into uh, into swimming at the moment. She's getting into open water swimming, um, and oh, so wow. so that's, that's a cool. whole other thing. But you know, again, it's like it's willingness rather than willpower, right? Yeah, absolutely, for sure, for sure. Yeah. So let's talk about our betterness next step, guys. What are we? What do we distill down? The one thing we want to distill down and share with the with the community here. What do you think it is? March. Yeah, I think it's uh, I think it's forget willpower. It's like, it's such, I've been banging my head against the willpower thing and make myself feel bad about it for decades. I think it's finding Mm -hmm. an, finding an exercise activity that you're willing to do. I think that's the magic. Just find, just find one. Yeah. Find one thing and and give it a go. You know, the thing that's funny about that too, that you might, so you might be thinking, Hey, what if the thing I want to do doesn't really, (laughs) isn't the thing I need to be doing. Right. 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 Um, Like like cross stitching. Like, Oh yeah. yeah, I can do that. Yeah. Uh, that's fun. The, Competitive okay, hot dog that, eating. That, not breaking out any sweat, but the cross stitching may be an extreme example. But <laughs> I, I meant like, what if you needed to lift weights and you, you know, you just feel like riding a bike instead, right? Right. right. The oh, thing yeah. that I was gonna say is, you might be surprised if you just get yourself, you get your body moving in any way that you feel like. 
um, yes. in a few weeks what that might change mentally for you. You might be all of a sudden willing to go lift those weights, right? Because mm-hmm. you, you were riding totally. the bike. Just it, all those endorphins, good yeah. stuff happens inside. Or you learn that you hate riding the bike so much that you're going to go try to <laughs> anything That's with that. True. But I think it comes back to this idea of exercise is is about physical expression. And when you're able to express yourself through something like cycling, it opens up this possibility of like, how else can I express myself? How can I become a more rounded version of myself? So I think that's totally mm. true. Yeah. Yeah. I All like right. It. Well, let's wrap this up, guys. This was good. I f- actually feel motivated now. I want to go go tackle my Me exercise too. habit. Me too. I know. I want to go walk the dog. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so if you want to tell us what you do for your exercise habits, uh, good, bad, ugly, amazing, uh, things we forgot, whatever it is, call the better show hotline as Darren likes to call it at one nine seven one three 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 eight zero zero seven. Just one more time. That's one. If you're outside the U S nine seven one three 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 eight zero zero seven. And that is where you can leave us a voicemail. Uh, we will listen. We will incorporate your feedback on the show. Maybe use the clip if it's, uh, if you want us to, uh, let us know. And uh, yeah, we'd love to hear from people. We've actually been hearing from a bunch of people reaching out to us uh, in just the last week or so, um, digging recent episodes, enjoying yeah. the content, uh, wanting a break from the political climate and just mm. getting a, a breath of fresh air, not news content, not, you know, it's just, let's let's do some personal care, self-care. Yeah, <laughs> just some, some positivity. Totally. Let's get a little bit yeah. better about good it. Good vibes, good vibes. Yeah, Totally, totally. All right, guys. Uh, well, where can people go to find show notes uh, and links to everything we talked about on this episode, Darren? Uh, speed over to the keyboard, either on your phone or on, on your laptop computer. Type in bettershow.io to your favorite browser. Hit the enter button, and you're going to come find our home on the web. You'll get all the uh, past catalog of shows along with show notes, links to all the stuff we talk about. And in most cases, we've got the transcript up there, too. So, yeah. And you can also uh, share stuff that you see from that site on socials and subscribe to the show. Uh, all the goodies are there. Love it. And, March, uh, what is the one thing that somebody can do if they want to help the show grow? If you enjoyed what you heard and you think uh, you can think of just one friend who you think would benefit from some of those episodes, then let them know about the show. That'll help grow the audience um, and then after you've told your your best friend about the show, and if you have one more minute, pop on over to the Apple Podcast app, uh, punch in uh, Better Show so that we show up, and then give us a five-star review because um, I think we could all agree that podcast discovery is kind of broken, and it's uh, it's very hard totally. to find uh, the podcast that you want to listen to, but uh, when the more reviews we have, the more likely uh, Apple is to uh, have us show up in its recommendations, which is good for everybody. You know, I'm glad you mentioned about that podcast discovery being kind of broken. And that just reinforces how important it is if if you really like what we're doing here to to let one other person know. That just means the world to us. So thank you if you're doing that. And uh, if you're inspired to do so, we really appreciate it. Absolutely. All right, guys. Well, let's wrap this one up for The Better Show. I am Ian Mikatel. I'm Darren Austin. And I'm March Rogers. Go out there and get fit. Thanks for listening. Thanks again for listening to The Better Show. Three quick notes before we go. Number one, we really hope what you heard today can help you on your journey to getting better. And if it did, it'd mean the world to us if you could head on over to iTunes or wherever you found the show and leave a review. This is one of the best ways to help grow the show and ultimately the community that we're trying to build together. 
Number two, for links to anything you heard in today's episode, just head on over to bettershow.io. While you're there, sign up for our Better Show newsletter, where each week we send a summary of the latest tips, tricks, and hacks, and cool articles that we've come across in our journey to getting better. And finally, number three, join the conversation and let us know how you're getting better. On Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, just search The Better Show. We'd love to hear from you. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next episode. So Fuji's, yeah, Fuji's. So, like I said, I, I was like I was saying, I'm a pretty hardcore Honeycrisp man. Like, yeah, and I, it is it's hard to get off that crack once you've tried it. Like, it is, <laughs> it is really the perfect apple. Uh, I know some people say they're too juicy, but like, give me a break, right? That's like, it's like yeah. complaining about too many chips on a chocolate chip cookie. But, um, <laughs> so where I buy my 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 Honeycrisp, because the greatest deal ever, really, is uh, Trader Joe's, right? And again, yeah. can't say enough great things about Trader Joe's. Also, crack hard to get off of once you've experienced a Trader Joe's. So Trader Joe's got some great deals on Honeycrisp, and they sell them in these little bags. I don't know, there are like six of them in the little bag, but they're little tiny, little tiny Honeycrisp. Like, um, I mean, they're not like grapes or anything, but they're like, um, I don't know, it's a little smaller than your fist. But it's a perfect size for grabbing when you're running out the door to go to work, right? Because even if you're mm-hmm. walking to the bus, you're done with that apple before you get to the bus stop or if right. you're driving to work or whatever. It's great. So the problem is they come in packages of six. And it was a Monday and I really wanted to get some apples, <laughs> except I'm traveling on Friday and I'm going to be out. Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. So I'm looking at these things and I'm like, well, there's six and I'm not going to eat two a day because I do my morning thing. You do so I said, all math. right, I do it. I do the apple math. Yeah, I totally did the apple math. So I made the decision that I was going to go for a Fuji and I thought, uh, I'm really going to be disappointed in this Fuji because I'm on the Honeycrisp train, right? I know. I just had the most amazing Fuji apple and it was a little, it was quite a bit bigger than the ones that I get from the, in the Honeycrisp basket, but holy cow, I might be over, this might be my methadone. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> like this could be a good path out of the Honeycrisp <laughs> addiction that I've found myself in. Do you, so here's the thing I need to know. Do you feel guilty? Like, are you cheating on Honeycrisp? Not at all because those suckers are expensive. <laughs> I mean, if it were a charity thing, I mean, if TJ's was kicking back a dollar for every bag of six that I bought, I probably would feel a little deal- guilty about that. But right now, I am really appreciating this Fuji. It was a good one. That was all. <laughs> Just thought wow. I'd share that with you guys. <laughs> that is that is gold right there. We are going to throw that into some bonus content. Mm. Man. All right. So good. So <laughs> you, good. St- you should stop recording, Darren. <laughs>